By now, we know that inspiration is as much about showing up every day as part of a routine and doing the work of writing even if it is for the wastebasket. But there are times when the inspiration just hits. Are there things you can do that create fertile ground for inspiration? There are, and they exist in the everyday. That's this week on the Fuse Chamber Podcast. You're listening to the Fuse Chamber Podcast, where you get the elite mindsets and skills to ignite your voice and build your audience. I'm your host, Chris Williams, and I want to help you live the life you really want. Hey everybody, welcome back. For those of you who are new to the podcast, thanks for joining. It's great to have you here. What can you do to get inspired and stay inspired? Well, first, let's remember why we're here. To create the next generation of leaders in arts, business, and community. To create an elite tribe of powerful, successful professionals who redefine how artists and entrepreneurs can do what they really want to do with their lives, full of passion and without compromise. I'll show you who you have to become in order to win, and I'll be here to inspire you each and every week so that you stay inspired and stay driven. This investment of 15 minutes a week will create habits that forever change your life and career. Are there things you can do that help you get or stay inspired? Well, first, let's take a quick look at what is inspiration. To me, it's a state, almost like an emotion, in which you're so overwhelmed by an object, an idea, an experience, that you feel a strong need to express something about it. In that moment, the words flow, the pen moves, the expression calls. And it's not just expression. It's authentic, emotive, communicative expression. It tells the true story of how you were impacted by the world around you, the thoughts that arise in your head, the way you sequence them and interpret them. But not every part of life is inspiring. You got to make the meals, you got to line up at the bank, you got to fold the laundry. But the secret is to stay present in each moment, no matter what it is. Allow yourself to sense the sights, to feel the tactile feelings, the smells and sounds of whatever you're doing. Pay careful attention. Try to describe what you see and feel, and then let your mind wander with those sensory stimuli. Maybe the sparks in memory of the time when you folded laundry with your mother or when you used to shave with your old man, maybe it takes you back to the place when you had the best time of your life. Who knows what might come up? The thing is, you don't have to be around monumental events and people to be inspired. Here's how I see it. It's a bit like radio. You just have to turn it on, make sure the antenna is extended, browse the frequencies, and be ready to receive. And sometimes, we get so caught up in routine activity, though, don't we? But those routine activities are not set up for us to be tuned in and receiving, though. Because our minds get occupied by other things. We turn on the television for company. We surf the internet to pass the time. We get caught up in the fears and worries and other non-productive emotions and thoughts of the day. And there's a time and place for those things, to be sure. But we also must make time and place for creativity. So here are some things you can try in the everyday that will immerse you in situations that tend to lead to inspiration. Number one, go for a walk in nature. 
It doesn't matter how much of an urban dweller you are. There is nature somewhere nearby. Stroll to a tree. Carefully examine the bark. Touch it. Look at it. Listen to the leaves rustling in the breeze. Whatever you can get away with without people thinking you're weird, just find a way to get to nature and watch it and experience it doing its thing. My favorite's the leaves rustling in the breeze thing. Try to listen to it and nothing but that. Clear your mind of all the thoughts except listening to those leaves. Now, eventually, your mind is going to wander. That's natural. But when it does, it'll come to whatever you're thinking about in a more relaxed, less hurried way. Learn to shut out all the other sounds and surrounding activity. If you live in the city, there's going to be conversations, car horns, sirens, general street noise that can distract or even annoy you. Learn how to hear it and then to let it go. Don't get angry with it. Don't wish it wasn't there. Simply learn to appreciate the fact that it exists and then let it fall to the background and go back to listening to those leaves. Number two, go to a public place. Listen to people's conversations. If that sounds like eavesdropping, trust me. When people want to have a private conversation, you'll know. They'll speak in hushed tones, they look around, they draw in closer to each other, they even cover their mouths, so you don't need to listen to those conversations. But you can listen to everyday people getting together and talking about whatever is concerning them. Think about what it would be like to be part of their lives or in their lives, to worry about whatever it is they're worrying about. Number three, think of all the significant or insignificant events happening in people's lives right now. Everywhere you look, there's births, deaths, weddings, celebrations, triumphs, defeats, extreme sadness, extreme joy, hope, desperation. The full range of emotions and experiences that people are having every day. Could you inject yourself into one of them? Even if you're not actually in the experience itself, could you imagine it and then write about it as though it were happening to you. Number four, take a trip. Go to a place that you've never been before. You see, novelty is an incredibly powerful way to get your mind working again. You get shocked out of routines and suddenly you become aware because you need your awareness in order to navigate the situation properly simply because it's new. So use this to your advantage. Get yourself thinking in different patterns. Thinking about different things, seeing things in a different way for the first time. Think about what would it be like to live here? Place yourself in the actual environment. What will it look like? What will it smell like? To be here every day, what would that be like? Would my life be simpler or more complex? Would you do the same job you do now or would you be forced to do something different? And as a result, would you live more simply? These are all great questions to ponder that put you in the first-person role of an occupant in this brand new reality. Take advantage of the creative mind as it wanders and ponders these interesting questions naturally. Number five, likewise, the classic wisdom of taking a different route to work, brushing your teeth with your left hand, can likewise stimulate the creative mind, waking it up and moving it away from the habitual and into the uncomfortable, 
in the event that you can't, let's say, go on a road trip right now. Number six, try smiling at everyone you meet and everyone you see. When you do this, it forces people to react to you in a different way. Because most people go through life staring at their shoes, letting the world pass them by, and completely missing opportunities to connect and engage. They're simply not going to do the work for you. You have to do it. So when you smile, you're inviting people to have those conversations with you. Try it today. You'll find that your normal interactions go from the predictable, the polite, and the customary to the wild and unexpected. Let other people tell their stories. Could you get inspired by the lives they've lived and the things they've learned? Especially in a big city like Toronto, where I live, there are so many people who came from radically different places that have incredible lives that they've left behind and what they've had to live through just to survive in a new country. Let these things inspire and inform you, but you won't hear any of these stories if you continue to behave in transactional, ordinary ways. So don't simply nod your head, look down and say thank you and have a nice day at the shop counter, but rather engage. Ask people, what have they got planned for the weekend? Ask them what was the best part of their day. Ask unusual questions and smile. Make other people the most important people in the room with your smile, and you won't believe what happens next. Folks, thanks for listening. You can reach out at FuseChamber.com or find me on Twitter at FuseChamber. Come in for some more insight and coaching next week. <laughs>